everything happens for a reason. It's what people always tell you whenever something bad happens to you and they're trying to make you feel better about it. If you don't get the job that you wanted, someone will say, hey, everything happens for a reason. And it's the most frustrating thing to hear until you realize they were right. There was something better coming along down the pipe. How does that apply to LSU baseball? We're going to get into that on today's edition of Locked on LSU. You are Locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. That's on Spotify. That's on Amazon Music. That's on iTunes. Whatever your preferred podcast platform is, we are there. But we're also on YouTube as well. So make sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube so you don't miss a single second of your Locked on LSU content. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host, as I am every day. You can find me on Twitter at Caroline Fenton. One, you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On LSU as well. I post podcast updates and just my general sports takes in general. But I want to get into it because this has been in a wild past week in college baseball. Now we learned on Monday, I believe it was. Yes, it was Monday. I'm getting my days mixed up on this this post Memorial Day weekend week. Um, we learned that LSU is going to be heading to the Hattiesburg Regional. We'll get into exactly what that means in the next segment, how LSU will fare at, with Southern Miss hosting that regional. But that's the big story there. LSU traveling to Hattiesburg for LSU will not be a regional. Now, after LSU got swept by Ole Miss, I did a full recap of the weekend, and I said this could be the thing that costs LSU a regional. Then they turned around, and they swept Vanderbilt on the road. So I thought, okay, they're still in the running for a regional, and especially being the four seed in the SEC tournament, getting as far as they did, I thought LSU could squeak their way into hosting a regional. Um, but they're not. And, you know, I'm going to preface all of this by saying, I think the expectation of LSU baseball, a program of this caliber and the talent they have on this team, it's kind of unacceptable that this team isn't hosting a regional, but we're past that at this point. Um, of course, like I said, they're heading to Hattiesburg, but I said everything happens for a reason. And I know a lot of LSU fans are probably so frustrated that a regional won't go into Alec Box Stadium that the road to Omaha doesn't go through Baton Rouge when traditionally in the past it has. Um, but everything happens for a reason, and I think that there are a few reasons why. First reason why I think it's maybe the best thing that LSU isn't hosting a regional. If they got that 16 seed to host a regional, which I believe it's Georgia Southern, um, is hosting that regional, that 16 spot. Then the super regional would go through Tennessee. They would be matching up with that Knoxville regional. And I don't know how much Tennessee baseball you've watched. Probably for the most of you, maybe a few games throughout the season. And of course, that game that LSU and Tennessee played in the SEC tournament, of course, which 
LSU lost. Tennessee handed LSU their first loss of the SEC tournament. LSU looked fine. Um, it was a fine night, but ultimately, Tennessee got the win. Ultimately, uh, Tennessee won the SEC tournament. It's the best thing that LSU isn't hosting a regional because if it was that 16 seed, they would have to go uh, and play that Knoxville regional winner in the Supers. And Tennessee is too freaking good for me to want to, for me to want LSU to have to face Tennessee in order to get to Omaha. I think that's the most difficult path to Omaha is having to go through Tennessee to get there. And you may be rolling your eyes at that. Tennessee is the best team in the country and it's not even close. Tennessee very easily could have the team currently constructed if they do ultimately win the College World Series, that this could go down as one of the best college baseball teams of all time. I mean, this team can just do it on every single side of the ball. They have the lowest ERA in the country. They have the fastest pitcher in the country, Ben Joyce, has has consistently been hitting in the hundreds. His average is above 100. He w- hit 105 the other day. He's consistently hitting 103, 104, 102. I mean, Ben Joyce is one of the best, the best pitcher in the country. They're, their team, and it's not just one pitcher. I mean, they have depth all the way from the top to the bottom. They're the only team in the country with the ERA below three. Their ERA currently sits at 235. Coincidentally, the second lowest ERA is actually Southern Miss at a 316 ERA. And I mean, Southern Miss has got one hell of a pitching lineup. And we'll break that down um, later in the episode as well. But not only is it just their pitching, Tennessee also leads the country in home runs with 141. The number two most home runs in the country is Old Dominion at 128. So it really isn't even that close. They have the fourth best on base percentage in the country, not just in the SEC, not just in the in the league, but in the country. Fourth best on base percentage, second best in the country in runs, top 10 in fielding percentage, top 10 in hits. I mean, this team can do it offensively and defensively. Their base running is also very solid. I would say the really the only weak point of this team is at catcher. And I mean, that's, I mean, they still found a way to win so many games to win the sec. One of the most competitive divisions in college baseball with having that, that kind of, you know, weakness, if you want to, however much you want to say that the weakness, I mean, this Tennessee team is just unreal. So I don't want LSU to have to go through Tennessee in order to get to Omaha. I don't think that's the easiest path. It's all about the path to Omaha, and you're going to want to pick the easiest one. And not hosting a regional gives LSU an easier path. So I know it's frustrating that LSU won't be hosting a regional, that if you're local to Baton Rouge, if you're in Louisiana, you won't be, you know, you won't just be a hop and a skip down the road. But that brings me to my next point of why it's really an okay thing that LSU is not hosting a regional, and it's because of the draw that they got in Hattiesburg. How many times has LSU been sent to Corvallis or Eugene, Oregon last year or in the Pacific Northwest or in the West Coast where LSU, it's just a freaking haul to get to the West Coast or to get to Corvallis or whatever that might be. I believe they've been to Corvallis twice in like the past four or five years. So that's okay that it, that they're not hosting a regionals because of the draw they got with, with the Hattiesburg Regional well, Southern Myth, Southern Miss hosting. I mean, Hattiesburg is just a little bit over a two-hour drive from Baton Rouge, from wherever you are if you're local to Louisiana. It's just a little bit over a hop and a skip. 
So that's the other good thing is, yes, Southern Miss's baseball park is not very big. And, yes, I know that Southern Miss fans are going to want to pack that park. If you do get tickets to the games this weekend, I mean, hats off to you. I'm so jealous. But also, if you just want to be there, if you want to have your presence, host a tailgate, go to some of the local bars and just show off the purple and gold and and have that presence in Hattiesburg, it's really not that difficult of a drive. So, yes, you know, I would very much so prefer if LSU was hosting a regional, if Baton Rouge was, you know, one of the hot spots in terms of college baseball in the postseason this season. But if you're going to have to travel, Hattiesburg is not a bad place to go. And if you're not going to host a regional, at least you're not going to have to face the best team in college baseball. But there's another reason why I think it's okay that LSU is not hosting one. I want to get into that. And also, how does LSU against the rest of the teams in this Hattiesburg Regional. How can LSU fare? Can they make it out on the other side of this Hattiesburg Regional? I want to get into that coming up next. But before I do that, I want to tell you about Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's almost impossible to go to your local chain auto parts store to have all the parts you need and to get it efficiently. You don't need to stand there and be asked about, you know, what kind of I actually just got my oil changed the other day. What kind of oil does your car need? I have no idea. Please don't ask me. And then you have to wait there for that person to look for the parts in their computer, see if they have it in stock, order the parts, and you have to go back. And it's just it's a whole deal. And it's a waste of time and it's a waste of money. Now, choose, now you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And it's so much easier. So why not do it? You can save time and you can save money when using Rock Auto. I mean, at chain auto parts stores, they might spend, they might upcharge 30%, 50%, even 100% for the exact same parts that you can get on Rock Auto. So, for example, I needed a new battery for my Volkswagen Beetle. I mean, it was going to be over $300 at your regular chain auto parts store, and it's only above $200 from Rock Auto. So, I saved myself over $100, and I'm going to spend that $100 somewhere else fun. Uh, Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, so you can guarantee that you are getting the best deal. So go to rockauto.com right now, and you can see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They've got an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so before we get into all the good good LSU baseball content, we have an important favor to ask you. Us over at Locked On have put together a survey so we can learn more about our listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. So this is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can get can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. 
to take your audience survey, go to lockedonpodcast.com slash survey. Appreciate your help. You know, enter for your chance to win. You know, we can use that money to go to LSU games in the fall, concerts uh, around Louisiana. Um, check it out. And also, I want to hear what your thoughts are um, so I can make this the best podcast experience for you because this is your show after all. But enough of that stuff. Let's talk shop. Let's talk LSU baseball. I mentioned two reasons why I really do think that, you know, it's an okay thing that LSU isn't hosting a regional, that, you know, sometimes the best thing for you isn't what you think in the the time, in the moment. And when I saw that LSU wasn't hosting a regional, I was angry. I was frustrated. I thought they earned it. That's half full because they don't have to go through Tennessee in the Supers. Um, if, they, if they were the 16 seed hosting, uh, hosting site, they would have to go through through Tennessee, the best team in the country. Also, it's in Hattiesburg. Get in your car, drive two and a half hours, super easy. But I think the third reason why I'm really okay with LSU not hosting a regional is because LSU is actually really solid on the road. Their overall record in, uh, on, the, on the season, 26 and nine at home. 10 and 7 on the road. It's really when you look at it, I mean, of course, they have a better home record just because that includes a lot of the easier midday games, um, some of the cupcake games at the beginning of the season. But when you really break it down, let's look at the conference series because I think that's the most genuine indicator of how a team's performed. We'll look at the SEC in general. AM, series, 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 on the road. Auburn series was a loss at home on the road at Mississippi state swept them on the road. And then you kind of, you get into Arkansas getting, um, getting swept on the road. And then Mizzou was a sweep at home. Uh, Georgia was a series win at home. Alabama, on the other hand, a series win on the road. Ole Miss coming back uh, home at Alex swept at home. And then on the road at Vanderbilt, a sweep on the road. So breaking all of that down overall, they had six series wins Four of those six wins were on the road out of the 10 total series. So you're looking at just over half of their um, just over half of their total series were wins and over half of their series wins happened on the road. So, I mean, LSU really is solid on the road. So, I mean, they have not been intimidated by opposing ballparks in the past, and I don't see how that's going to be a change this weekend in Hattiesburg as well, especially being so close to LSU. Um, It won't feel like a home game. It won't feel like a home series, but I don't think that any of these series that they have played and won on the road have felt like home series either, but there definitely will be that big purple and gold LSU Tiger presence in Hattiesburg. It's postseason baseball. It's only a couple hours away. Why wouldn't there be a big LSU presence there? So I really think it's okay that they're on the road. They play well on the road. You could even argue maybe even better on the road than they are at home. Maybe they're better as the underdogs. Um, but that's okay. It's okay. But let's break down this series. Exactly how does LSU stack up against the rest of this Hattiesburg Regional? So the one seed, of course, is Southern Miss. Admittedly, I didn't know this, but Southern Miss has the second best ERA in the just behind Tennessee. I mean, uh, Tennessee is sitting at a, a sub three three ERA, and uh, Southern Miss is sitting at a three one six, and then UConn falling after at three three five. Now, Southern Miss has one 
heck of a pitching rotation. They've got one heck of a bullpen, but one heck of a, uh, they've got some heck of arms in that team. So that's going to be a big challenge for LSU if they do get past Kennesaw State, which I really hope it's not an issue for LSU to get past Kennesaw State. Of course, the three seed in that Hattiesburg Regional. We can break down Kennesaw State, but if if they do, slash when they do get past Kennesaw State, knock on all the wood that you are next to, um, that's going to be their biggest um, their biggest challenge against Southern Miss is getting past those really solid pitchers. Now, how many of the best pitchers is LSU going to see if they do get to that final series? in order to win that regional. I don't know. Uh, that's the most difficult part about postseason baseball. You got to do a lot of bullpen management. You have to do, it's, it's really like a giant puzzle that they're going to have to work through. And that's the same thing for everyone across the board. Like I would even make the argument that LSU shouldn't play Mikhail Hilliard against Kennesaw State. Um, I just don't see the need for it. And you're going to need him more so later on in, in the postseason. Um, but that's a really delicate balance that you have to look at. So how many of the best pitchers there are you going to face? I don't know. That's totally up to Southern Misses. Um, if they do get there, of course, all of that comes with the asterisk of if LSU gets past Kansas State to play Southern Miss, if Southern Miss gets past Air Force. I mean, all of these ifs, all of these asterisks um, that we're going to monitor throughout the weekend at the Hattiesburg Regional. But that is the one thing that I'm going to be looking at is what pitchers or Georgia's, uh, excuse me, not Georgia Southern, um, got all these these schools on the brain. Southern Miss going to pitch against Air Force, who's going to be available if they do play LSU, so on and so forth. But that is a really good pitching team. But I look at Kennesaw State. I mean, I just mentioned that LSU is really solid on the road. Kennesaw State, on the other hand, is 14 and 15 on the road. They really struggle on the road, and this is going to be a rowdy postseason environment Whoever fans it might be, a Southern Miss fans, LSU fans, I can't imagine a ton of Air Force fans are going to travel to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, but I'm not going to put it past them. But Kennesaw State has struggled on the road. So I think just overall, LSU has a ton of talent. And speaking of that talent, LSU is getting a whole bunch of their talent back. Hey, Doty is back. So, of course, he dislocated his shoulder against Vanderbilt uh, later on in the month of May. He was out of the SEC tournament. I mean, LSU really, really was hurting for some of Kay Doty's offensive heroics. So he will be back in the lineup in the regional this weekend. And he is not alone in his return to the lineup. Jacob Berry is back as well. Broke his finger earlier in May in batting practice in that Alabama series. You know, he batted. He was in that lineup against Vanderbilt. Um, he batted against Fandy. Of course, stayed out of the SEC tournament, just out of an abundance of caution. They'd rather have a healthy Er Jacob Berry in the regionals and supers rather than the SEC tournament if they already felt comfortable enough about their spot in the NCAA tournament. So I don't disagree with that decision to sit Jacob Berry, but it is so nice to have two very heavy hitters back in this lineup so we can get see some more of those offensive heroics back in the postseason. Um, this is Jay Johnson. Earlier this week, talking about having those players back in the lineup, he said the thought was not playing them last weekend, was to give them a better chance to be closer to their best this weekend, and that was a tough decision. I don't disagree. But he goes on to say, in both of their cases, I didn't feel good about running them out with the status that they were at. But I felt like the extra days would get us closer to where we feel great about them playing. I'm cool with it. If that's what they needed, if they needed a little bit more time. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, getting further into the SEC tournament would have been great. 
um, if they would have beaten Kentucky and then gone on to play Tennessee again Saturday night. Um, would they have hosted a regional? Maybe. But then again, I've already stated it's okay that they're not. It might even be the best thing for them that they are not. So having Kay Doty back in the lineup, having Jacob Barry back in the lineup, LSU being such a talented team on the road and facing a Kennesaw State team that has struggled on the road and has not faced very difficult talent so far and past this so far this season. Um, I mean, it's tough to look at their schedule and really compare, you know, their stats and the numbers and the X's and O's to LSU, but they've played Georgia twice this past season. They played Auburn this past season, and they gave up a combined like 30-something runs in those three games, maybe even 40-something runs in those three games to Auburn and Georgia twice in this past season. So, I mean, there's I mean, bats are going to be flying in this game. Bats are going to be flying. Um, but, of course, LSU taking on Kennesaw State in the Hattiesburg Regional this weekend. So what do the sports books say? about not just this weekend, but the long shot odds and looking ahead to Omaha. What do the sports books say and what should you put your money on? We'll get into that coming up next. And speaking of putting your money on something, our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. BetOnline has all of the odds up for the games coming up on Friday, so make sure to check them out for that. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information. They've got live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline where the game starts. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So let's take a look at the sports books because that's, you know, where you can see a really good idea of exactly, you know, step out of your purple and gold bubble. How do the sports books, how does Vegas, how does the rest of you know, the college baseball fandom feel about your team. Let's look at LSU on Friday. They're overwhelming favorites against Kansas State. LSU on Bet Online. Um, of course, Bet Online, where the game starts, are proud partners. Um, LSU is an overwhelming favorite against Kansas State at currently listed at minus 271 odds. Um, that's a long shot. It's not even worth putting your money on LSU on the money line. But I would look at the over under. Um, over-unders currently set at 13 and a half. Now, that's on the higher end of some of the games happening today. Uh, I would say the average looking at it is around 10 or 11. Now, there are a couple of games in here. For example, Michigan-Oregon is currently set at the over-under at 14. Most part, you know, um, ULL-TCU set at 10 and a half. Um, New Mexico State-Oregon, 12 and a half, a little bit on the higher end. Um, but I would say with LSU and Kennesaw State currently listed at 13 and a half. That's definitely on the higher end. And so I would shy away from taking the over just because that is on the higher end. But I, looking back at Kennesaw State's, um, you know, what the teams that they – talking is really hard today, y'all. Good Lord. Um, the teams that they played, the LSU has played as well. Uh, they gave up 17 runs to Georgia. They gave up 14 runs – to Auburn, and then they played Georgia later on in the season and gave up 10 runs. So I lean the over here, not just because of the number of runs that they gave up to Georgia, Auburn, to Georgia and Auburn, but they also in that first game against Georgia, 
they scored 15 of their own. And of course, against Auburn, they were only able to score one. But then again, in that second game against Georgia, they scored seven of their own. So I lean the over because not only is Jacob Berry, Kate Doty back in the lineup, and they're going to be you know back and ready to make some sort of statement. And not only is it just going to be because this is a pitching line, uh, you know, a bullpen and a, and a pitching uh, lineup that LSU, it's going to be a little bit easier to hit off of these pitchers. I'll put it nicely like that. Um, but also because Kennesaw State can move their bats as well. Um, we saw it against Georgia in, in scoring a total of, let's do math here, um, seven plus 15, 22 runs of their own in two games against Georgia. So I think the bats are going to be flying. I think it's going to be a really fun offensive firework show. So I lean the over 13 and a half. Um, again, those odds are on bet online over 13 and a half for Friday night. But I also want to look ahead long-term to some of the odds that the sports books have on the, 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 a little bit surprised to see that LSU is listed in the top five and the odds are a long shot for certain. The odds are a long shot, but I do think it's interesting to see it. First and foremost, Tennessee, the best odds at plus 250. I mean, for championship odds, I mean, the championship is what? mid-June. We're here on June 1st and Tennessee's already at plus 250 odds. I mean, like this team is just good. They're freaking good. It's not a team that else you can't, you can't, you can't. A plus 1,200. I haven't watched much Stanford baseball. I'm going to be honest with you. Texas, a plus 1,500. I do think that Texas has kind of fallen off a little bit. It's been strong. Um, when LSU lost to Texas earlier, like way early in the season when they played that Shriners Hospital Classic in Houston, um, Texas was the number one team in the country then. They actually beat Tennessee that weekend as well. And who is sitting at number five? None other than LSU at plus 1,800 odds. They actually share that, five, that number five slot with Virginia Tech, who is also hosting a regional of their own. And I do think it's interesting that a lot of the teams – that are listed with worse odds than LSU to win the College World Series are teams that are hosting their own regionals. Miami hosting the Coral Gables Regional, sitting at plus 12, uh, excuse me, plus 2,000. Um, Louisville, who's hosting a regional, sitting at plus 3,000. Texas A&M, of course, SEC West Foe, hosting a regional, sitting at plus 2,500. So I do think it's pretty interesting that LSU has such impressive odds they're not hosting a regional, but I just think that goes to show, I mean, how good this LSU team really is, and how good how good LSU consistently is in the postseason. I think it's so worth it um, to just just sprinkle a little bit of money on LSU plus eighteen hundred. You know, explore some of these other teams with such high odds because very. I believe only once in the past twenty something years, and this comes from Aria Gerson, who's a coworker not a coworker, but a colleague of mine in national media. And she pointed out that only once in the past 20 something years has the number one seed going into the regionals actually won it all. Um, you know, this Tennessee team is really good. I've said that until I'm blue in the face, but I do think that history shows that the number one seed going into the regionals doesn't end up being the winner. So, I mean, take a look at some of these long shots. It's worth sprinkling some money on. I think plus 1800 odds for LSU is great and totally 
worth your while. I think your dollar can go pretty far there. But that is going to do it for me today. I thank you so much for making Lockdown LSU your first listen every day. Now, coming up on tomorrow's podcast, I'll have a full breakdown of what we've heard so far at the SEC meetings going down in Destin this week. What does that mean for the SEC as a whole? What does that mean for LSU? What can we look forward to, not just this season, but also long-term in the SEC as well? We'll get into all of that. But make your second listen, the Lockdown NBA Big Board Podcast. Raphael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Lee Thulin gives fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, the big boards. So follow Lockdown NBA Big Board every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.